the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight, a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour, a kind of unique guest, so to speak. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. Just say to your Alexa enabled device, you want to hear us uh, on your uh, Alexa enabled device, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Bingo, you get the show there. We are also on the Hopped Up Network, a plethora of beer casts for you to choose from. Uh, this show happens to be one of them. Check them out, hoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, you will definitely enjoy a lot of the selections over there. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Danny Oliver. Uh, she is the owner and operator of Island to Island Brewery. They're located in Prospects, uh, Prospect Lefferts Gardens uh, in Brooklyn. She's going to join me. Uh, met Danny last weekend at City Field for the New York Beer Fest, and uh, thanks to Dan Silberstein for uh, the tickets. Uh, what a great time we had there. Uh, I tried one of her ciders that had some cayenne in it, and honestly, I was blown away. And she does some unique things, beer, kombucha, uh, ciders, all kinds of different things. Uh, Danny's going to talk to us about how she started the brewery, uh, which to my recollection is unlike any brewery uh, that I've heard of. And uh, we're going to talk to her. We'll get all the details uh, coming up uh, later this hour on Island to Island Brewery. Definitely something that you want to check out. want to get into news and notes. And this was a story I was going to save for later on. But honestly, I think this... Um, I think this bears importance. We're getting into that point, spring, summer, where there are a lot of beer festivals going on, and some get pulled off flawlessly, and some don't. So Untapped had their first ever beer festival in Charlotte last weekend, and I was at a beer fest on Saturday, and the differences between the two were striking. So the uh, Untapped festival in Charlotte, apparently, uh, there were some major problems. So this from the charlotte5.com, Alyssa Euler uh, wrote this piece, and she says, um, you know, they had this in uh, at the Bank of America Stadium with the Panthers play. Panthers owner David Tepper was getting, uh, you know, uh, kudos for stepping up uh, the stadium's event planning so that they had more things going on there. It was one of the most talked about festivals of the spring, and you had a lot of people that came to this event. Uh, they had over 12,000 people attending this event, some coming away uh, from as far as Europe to attend this event. Everybody uses, a, a lot of people I know use the Untapped app. Some use it just to check beers in and get badges. Others use it like me. I use it as a resource for me um, when I'm doing suds and duds so I remember the beers that I drank, and it's an easy way to be able to track that. So uh, what ended up happening was they had some inclement weather that came in uh, on Saturday, and apparently on their website was told, you know, rain or shine event, no matter what, they'll have tents set up. 
uh, people will be safe, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when you're dealing with torrential rain and especially lightning, that becomes very tricky. They stop NFL games because of lightning. Uh, the, the, the safety of the players and the people in the stands are paramount. You're in a stadium that is a, basically a shell of metal. It attracts lightning. Things can happen. So the, the people that I would blame here, apparently they started letting people in for the VIP. Uh, the cups weren't ready. The cups were poorly produced. Untap freely admits that, and I'll read their statement in just a couple of minutes. Um, the, the, the cups were cracking, these plastic ca- uh, cups. People were complaining, oh, I spent $50, and all I get is this little plastic cup. Why didn't they have glass? I'll tell you why they don't do glass at most events. The reason why, you're in a stadium, the glass is going to break. You're going to drop it, it's going to shatter. To get the glass out of the field is a, is a lengthy task. Glass will inevitably end up embedded in the field. That's not a good thing. So they go with plastic cups. Obviously, the vendor that Untapped used didn't do a good job making the cups. Then they had to scramble to get other cups. Now, all of a sudden, they start letting people in in the VIP session. Beer tents are not set up. Kegs are not ready. That I blame the stadium for. I won't blame Untapped for that one. I don't know what the security procedures were. I don't know what, what time they were told they had to get in there by. But they knew in advance the VIP hour is at 3, general admission is at 4. Let's get moving. Okay, so now they start letting people in the general admission. People had bags that were too big. They weren't told, you know, this. It's a stadium policy. All the stadiums across the league have this. can only be a certain size. has to be clear that they should have made more uh, reference to that, whether it was on on Untapped's website or on the Bank of, uh, Bank of America Stadium uh, website. I don't know. But it's clearly marked everywhere. You know what? Leave the bag in the car. That's the smart thing to do. All right. Maybe you can't do that. But anyway, delays getting in. Now, when they get in there, uh, and apparently leading up to Saturday, again, like I said, local weather people saying torrential storms, going to be bad, could be lightning. This is where I fault Bank of America Stadium and Untapped, both. What should have happened, they should have taken the tents, they should have set everybody up in the concourse automatically. You know that bad weather is coming in. You don't play with, well, it might be coming at 3, it might be coming at 7, it might be coming about, mm-mm. If you know that that's going to happen and you are prepared for it and can take provisions beforehand, you move those things inside the stadium. Okay, Maybe they would have had to stop because of lightning anyway, even on the concourse. But you would have had people there protected, not having to deal with the rain. And then as soon as it opened up, boom, you let people back in again. Now, that was the other problem. People left when it started raining and lightning, and then they weren't allowed back in when they extended the festival an hour and said, okay, we'll let you back in again. Now, apparently, people were getting you know, uh, cups that you put condiments in. Well, that's not enough to drink a beer. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, again, uh, there were a lot of issues here. Uh, Melissa Euler did a great job. We linked the story, charlotte5.com, on the Facebook Facebook webpage. But Untapped came out with a statement later on uh, the next day on Sunday, and then again on Monday uh, they came out with a statement. And I want to read it to you in length here. It says, We, the Untapped team, want to provide an update on this past weekend's festival. Creating an enjoyable event for everyone is always the goal. We are in the process of individually addressing those who are not completely satisfied. The safety of all attendees, 
Brewers and vendors was our first priority, and when lightning entered the area, we followed stadium protocol to begin clearing the field level at 4.40 p.m. We did our best to communicate updates during the delay using all channels accessible to us, social media platforms, in-app notifications, the stadium's public address system, and stadium video boards. It is clear, however, that we did not reach every attendee with our updates, and for that we apologize. At 6.15 p.m., we announced the festival was being extended to 9 p.m. to make up for the delay and began to allow attendees back into the event space after brewers had time to return to their places. We are glad that the 10,000-plus people who waited out the weather delay had an enjoyable end to the evening. During a weather delay of this kind, stadium policy does not allow entrance into the stadium. For those who were not admitted during the inclement weather, please reach out to us at festival at with your name and the email address to use to purchase your ticket for a full refund. That's good. While the weather presented up us operational challenges, we fully recognized there were other issues not related to the weather. Certainly, the quality of the sampling glasses was one of them. We quickly worked to distribute sturdier glasses Saturday so that sampling could continue uninterrupted. We're now also offering an untapped logo pint glass per ticket purchased to anyone who emails their name, address, and email address associated with their ticket purchase to us at festival at untapped.com. For those that experienced other issues, please contact us again at festival at untapped.com so that we can work with you. We welcome any additional feedback at festival at untapped.com and look forward to serving all of you. So, look, they're trying to make it right. But honestly, they had ordered 15,000 of these glasses from what I heard. They didn't test them beforehand and say, yes, they could stand up to beer. I mean... I don't know what vendor they used. I hope they don't ever use that vendor again. That should be a warning to that vendor. That was a bad job. Um, But the not being allowed back in, that's more of a stadium thing than on TAPS policy. Usually in most stadiums, it's once you enter, you can't leave. If you leave, you're not allowed back in. So I can understand why security was reluctant to let people back in after the event had started and all of this inclement weather. That being said, they still should have had provisions. You know, uh, I, I don't know how you could do it. Uh, I, I don't know what is the way moving forward. But again, I think the best and easiest solution would have been you knew what the weather was going to be like. You should have had the tent set up around the concourse. This way you're not affecting the field. Now, maybe you had too many beer vendors there and you, wouldn't, you weren't going to be able to fit everybody on that concourse. But you had to figure out a way to get those people in there so that they could enjoy the event pretty much uninterrupted. That's where I think Untapped did a bad job with that and communicating with the people in the stadium themselves. Look, it's the first time they've ever done something like this. And again, I don't know if it's sour grapes that people are going to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this ever again. I'm not going there. Uh, They did a bad job. I get it. If you paid for a VIP ticket of up to $500 and you didn't get your money's worth, you should get your money back. But again, that's the that's the, the chance you take with beer festivals is most of them are rain or shine events. Uh, Rob Statz, who used to run the Garden State Beer Fest, uh, I think the first three years I went to the event, it rained every time. But you go into it knowing that it's going to rain. What happened? We all got under tents. We waited the rain out. People were still serving beer. Again, it's a smaller venue. It's a little bit different. But when you're dealing with a football stadium that is essentially metal, I can't fault the stadium for telling people they got to get off the field. God forbid somebody gets struck by a bolt of lightning and they die, and that's a big problem. Liability insurance isn't going to cover that. So, uh, again, I think this is the fault of both Untapped and the stadium themselves. Uh, and there was a way, I think, that they could have done this much easier. A lot of people were complaining. I hope that the people that were complaining that didn't end up going get their money back. 
Lesson learned. Uh, would Untapped throw another beer festival again? That remains to be seen. We will find out. Uh, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have some more news. And then later on, Danny Oliver from Island to Island Brewery, uh, located in Brooklyn, Prospect Lefferts Gardens, that is. She will join me as well. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough believes America should thank Bill Barr. I think that we all owe the Attorney General, Mr. Barr, a huge thank you because he actually had the gall to say that the Democrats weaponized government to be used against the citizens. A.G. Barr noted it, stated it, and now is investigating it. Kevin McCullough Radio, weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The Answer with Special Aries, Wednesdays at 4. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications, and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological, and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Need to grow your business? Want to get ahead of your competition? Call Salem Surround for full-service digital marketing. Salem Surround. Digital solutions. Real results. Call Greg Cooper at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian school schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to a am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. A little Chicken Foot there and Bigfoot from Chicken Foot 3. Never came out with a two. They just decided to skip right to three, and then they haven't put out a new album since. But uh, Sammy Hagar and his boys with The Circle are on tour right now, hearing some very good things uh, about that tour. They are playing uh, some different uh, tunes back and forth every night, and... uh, uh, unfortunately, unable to see them this time around. They are playing uh, close to me in Philly at a casino, but it's on my mom's birthday in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, listen, mom's turning 81. Got to be there for my mom. Unfortunately, Sammy in the circle, they're going to have to wait till next time. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albertgnnycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And you can also find us on the Hopped Up Network at hoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, lots of beer casts on there. Selling Craft Beer is one that's on there. If you're looking for a, a really cool beer cast that really gives you all of the information that you need in about six to eight minutes or less, uh, selling Craft Beer uh, is definitely the one you should check out. Of course, I would love for you to listen to my show. Give me some feedback as well. Uh, rate me on iTunes. Rate, uh, you know, Google Play. Send me an email, albertg at nycradio.com. Uh, any and all criticisms uh, about the show are accepted. Whether or not I get back to you, that's a different story. Coming up in 10 minutes, Danny Oliver, the owner-operator of Island to Island Brewery, located in Prospect, Lefferts Gardens, Brooklyn, will join me. I met Danny last weekend at City Field for the New York Beer Fest. Uh, I tried one of her ciders, had a little bit of cayenne in it. It was fantastic. I believe it was called Purple Rain. We will ask her in our next segment. Uh, Danny's going to talk to us about how she started the brewery. Uh, she is She's the she is the whole shebang. She's the owner, she's the operator, she's the brewmaster. She does it all. Social media guru, the whole nine yards. Uh, so we'll get all the details coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, some news and notes to get to. Uh, the big one, uh, Rob Todd, the founder of Allagash Brewing, has won the James Beard Award. He wins the Outstanding Wine, Beer, or Spirits Producer category. He was the only Mainer uh, to reach the finals this year. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, and kudos to Rob Todd. Uh, Allagash is one of those, if you like Belgian uh, wit beers, they, uh, they are the brewery for you. I like Allagash. Uh, they're not something I drink on a regular basis, but every once in a while, you know, you see Allagash on tap, or you see somebody's drinking Allagash in a bottle and you have one, uh, and it just reminds you of how good uh, Allagash White uh, you know, is. Some of the other stuff that they make, there's one that they make that I really like. I can't remember the name right now. It's in a bigger bottle. Um, they, they did a nice job with it. I should really find out the name of it. Um, but, uh, Allagash does good beers and certainly deserving of the James Beard award. So, I mean, this is a brewery that started back in 1995. So kudos to, uh, to Rob Todd, the founder of Allagash for winning the James Beard award, getting into some other news and notes, uh, brick city. Again, they're having their uh, fourth anniversary party, uh, next Saturday, May 18th. Uh, they're releasing Mango Jams, a new double IPA, a new Pale Ale, and a new Barrel Age Stout, and they're going to have a bunch of vintage bottles that will be available to go in limited quantities. Uh, the Cuvée Batch uh, 001, 002, and 003 of Mice and Men, Santo Esteban, uh, Bugging Out, Agony of Oak. They're going to have some lot, a lot of great stuff uh, at Brick City. So if you get a chance, you want to get over there, uh, Saturday, May 18th, I believe... That they open at noon over at Brick City. There is so much going on on May 18th. 
And, you know, I, I think I know why there's so much stuff going on on Saturday, May 18th. It is the week after Mother's Day. It is the week before Memorial Day. You typically don't hold beer fests Memorial Day weekend because most people are going away. Uh, and you don't you usually don't hold a beer fest the weekend uh, of Mother's Day because, you know, people have plans. Maybe they can't meet up with their mom on Mother's Day. they got to do it the day before. So, again, it's it's kind of that lull in between. So May 18th seems to be the day that everybody's doing everything. I, myself, are going to be at two events uh, on Saturday, May 18th. We're going to talk about one of them uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. But then you've got uh, later on that day is the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest uh, being held at the Well on Meserol Street. I will be there for that. That starts at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I think it runs till 8 or 9 at night. I think it's, I think it's 9 o'clock. That's a great event. They, they're almost sold out of tickets. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I encourage you to go get them because it is going to sell out. They sell a limited amount of tickets, so it's not super crowded in there. Very little lines for beer. Maybe you have to wait for one person, two people. It's not a lot. Um, certainly better than the... <laughs> I, ha- I hate to harp on it, but the Untapped Festival, when you have 12,000 people, um, you know, that's logistically a big problem that you have to deal with. Um, I, 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 hate to, I hate to go back on that, but, you know, there are, uh, other people have run beer events and have done it very smoothly. I get it. It was their first event. I get it. There was a lot of people. But, man, you really have to do a better job, uh, especially when you know that inclement weather is coming. If weather creeps up, it's one thing. Uh, we talked about this in the last segment about how this uh, bad weather was in North Carolina last weekend. They're at the stadium. There's lightning. they got to get people inside. They just didn't plan for the weather appropriately, and they knew it was coming. That, that to me, I think that's the fault of the stadium. I also think it's the fault of untapped. You have to make an executive decision. You know you want everything to go off without a hitch, but sometimes those things happen. If you had moved the tents in the concourses from the start, you might have had a better experience for people. And I get it. It's a large amount of people that are coming to the event. Maybe the concourse is not the right spot for everybody. It'd be a little crowded, but I'd rather be crowded uh, and inconvenienced a little bit than, than being told to leave, not being able to come back in. That that to me is a big problem. As we move on here uh, on our news and notes segment uh, on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer as well as the Hopped Up Network, Heavy Seas uh, is going to be welcoming a brand new offering uh, from the Uncharted Waters coming up next month in June, Red Flag Barrel Aged Sour Ale. It's available in both four packs of 12-ounce bottles and draft throughout the Heavy Seas distribution footprint. It is brewed in the classic Flemish Red style, Red Flag brewed in small batches in their 15-barrel brew house. Each batch is aged in stainless and then moved to bourbon and red wine barrels uh, for further maturing. This is definitely something I want to try. I'm really digging sours. It's an 8% ABV with a 5 IBU, very easy drinking, uh, two-row malts, uh, cara medium, cara dark, cara extra dark, and strisselpalt hops. I am uh, eagerly awaiting uh, a sample of this bottle from Heavy Seas. This should be a really, really good beer. And our folks at Founders... Uh, they have announced Mucho Lupu as the next release in the Mothership series. It's brewed in the spirit of juicy IPAs. Mucho Lupo features four types of American hops, Mosaic, Azaka, uh, Simcoe, and Amarillo. Uh, dry hopped with traditional hop pellets together with cryo powder, an innovative hop product that separates Luplin uh, from the hop flower. Uh, it is incredibly flavorful, this IPA and aromatic. According to the press release, wheat and oats Provide a smooth backdrop to create all those wonderful hop characteristics. The ABV will be around 6.5%. So that's nice. It's not um, a super heavy ABV. 
Uh, it is um, an ultra-limited brew team favorite beer series, only available at the Founders Grand Rapids and Detroit Tap Rooms. So this uh, is going to be released in six-pack bottles and on draft from both tap room locations uh, beginning on June 7th. Mucho Lupu will have a retail price of $10 per six-pack. That's pretty cool. I have to uh, check with Founders and see if I can get myself a bottle uh, of that. I would really love to try that. Sounds uh, sounds good. Again, everybody is jumping into these juicy IPAs uh, because they seem to be a beer that people really want to drink. Whether or not it sticks around, even the Beer Association has classified it as a category now. Um, you know, I like a good juicy IPA, but then there are times I just I want a traditional IPA. The way a traditional IPA is made, I want that bitterness. I want the hops. I want the, um, you know, I just want all of that uh, that kind of piney flavor that comes out of an IPA. I want that every once in a while. But, you know, again, it's good to try different styles. It's good to, you know, it's never good to stick with one style and one style only. It's always good to try different things. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit and and take the time to sample some of these beers and sample them often until you, you know, you realize after seven or eight, eight of them, you know, over the course of time, you're either going to decide that you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. That's really how, what it boils down to. And then finally, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I teased earlier, the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown, that's coming up uh, next weekend at uh, Lewis uh, Dometo Park in uh, Morristown. Uh, you definitely want to go get tickets uh, for this event. They have, uh, it, it's going to be great. 30 New Jersey breweries. Uh, if you go in for the VIP hour, uh, that starts from noon to one, and then the general admission is from one to five. Carton Brewing is going to be the VIP beer. Uh, from one to five, you got general admission. You get a mason jar, a jar mug, uh, samples of beer, uh, music. They have the People's Choice Ballot for the best beer and, of course, the best dish. Of course, all these food trucks will be available. Food will be available to purchase. Uh, I will be there uh, as a judge uh, to judge this event. And, again, it's all New Jersey beers. So you you really don't want to miss out. Uh, on the Beer uh, Barbecue Bacon uh, Showdown. I think it's uh, beerbarbecuebacon.com. Let me get the website real quick before we take a uh, uh, quick break if you're looking to get tickets uh, for this event. Again, it is a great event. Uh, 30 New Jersey breweries. You've got food trucks all over the place. Uh, It is pet-friendly as well. If you want to bring your dogs, you're more than welcome to bring your dogs. Uh, There's going to be great music there as well. It is a rain or shine event. Now, uh, last year we had rain. They had to move it into the uh, at the armory at uh, Mar- in Morristown. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is a great event. Allison does a fantastic job uh, with this event. It is. Let me see. Where is the uh, NJBeerBBQFest.com is the website uh, for tickets and for more information. Uh, Allison and her crew put on a fantastic show. It is definitely worth it uh, if you are around and in Morristown uh, next weekend. Uh, From noon to one is the VIP hour, and then one to five is the general admission. When we come back after a short break, Danny Oliver, the owner and operator of Island to Island Brewery, located in Prospect, Lefferts Garden, Brooklyn, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's foggy and 44 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A man is facing charges after allegedly shooting at a deli owner in Poughkeepsie. Nicholas Cato has been charged with attempted murder after firing a gun at the owner of the downtown deli. According to police, the owner and Cato had been arguing before the shooting. The shot missed the deli owner and then Cato took off. 
Police were able to use surveillance video to identify and track down the suspect. The owner tells the Poughkeepsie Journal he feels thankful to be alive. A man and woman are facing charges following a crash in Westchester. Police say there was a crash on Friday in Mamaroneck on Interstate 95. A man and a woman in one of the vehicles took off running following the incident. According to investigators, a person working in the area saw the suspects and helped officers locate them. The man was charged with driving with a suspended license. The woman is facing multiple charges, including possession of forged documents. The suspects' identities haven't been released, and police are continuing to investigate. In sports in the NBA playoffs, the 76ers fell to the Toronto Raptors 92-90, so that best-of-seven East semifinals is now over. Toronto Raptors are the winners. Portland Trailblazers did beat the Denver Nuggets 100 over to 96. Yankees beat Tampa Bay 7-1. Mets and Marlins games has been postponed due to weather conditions. And in the NHL playoffs, the Carolina Hurricanes fell to the Boston Bruins. That final score was 6-2. Traffic delays, well, we're still in good shape at the GWB in and out, upper and lower levels. Holland Tunnel looks good in and out, and the Lincoln Tunnel outbound in the north, too. That crash has now been cleared. Watch out for delays on the turnpike at Interchange 16W as you exit. That ramp has one lane closed for repairs. Weather for tonight? Light rain continues mainly before 2 a.m., lows of around 44 degrees. Rain after 10 for tomorrow, high 51. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970 The Answer. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit my Pillow.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, any excuse for me to play Prince, it's always, uh, it will always pretty much turn out to be a great interview. Now, my next guest is the owner and operator of a unique brewery that is n- making not just beer, but cider, natural sodas, and so much more. Of course, I said soda because, you know, that's, that's the Staten Island uh, creeping in on me on my accent there. She started making juices and other things in 2014 and probably, I'm sure, well before that, but added beer in 2017. Now, Island to Island Brewery is the name of the brewery. 
Uh, islandtoislandbrewery.com is the website for more information. And I met this uh, young lady uh, out at uh, City Field last week at the New York Beer Fest. Uh, her name is Danny Oliver, and she is the owner-operator. She's, she's the, she is the, the guru, let's put it that way. Danny, so great to meet you at City Field last weekend. How are you? Likewise, it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm doing well. Excuse the raspy voice. I'm still recuperating, recuperating from City Field. It was a big crowd and a lot of yelling. It, it was. It was a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, Danny, this has been a dream of yours for quite some time. How did Island to Island get its start? Oh, well, it started quite a while ago. It started all with my health. Um, wasn't in good health. Mm-hmm. And it also started with a dream to create um, a culture around drinking that was associated with health and really enjoying a beverage as opposed to just totally getting wasted. Okay. And the two stories in my life kind of came together when I started to make changes in my health and use natural ingredients for my food and beverages. And I got the opportunity to start producing for other people because they wanted it. And there was nowhere that they could go to get a natural beverage and, you know, still not be ostracized by society. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of worked its way up from juice to kombucha to beer and cider. And here we are today. In- interesting. Now, you went through a lot of struggles, though, to get this place open. I was reading uh, some of the, uh, you know, bio information, the stories on you. Uh, and you went through a lot of struggles to get this place open. And that, to be honest with you, is, is a shame. Was Brooklyn always the place that you wanted to call home for Island to Island? Um, well, not ultimately. Yes, to get started, um, just because Brooklyn is the one borough in New York City where you can go to experience culture at its budding phases. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Queens, and Queens is kind of like people just go in their backyard and mind their business. Right. Manhattan, you've got to be super filthy rich. The Bronx is out the way. Staten Island, you need a passport and speak another language to go there. <laughs> Brooklyn is truly the borough that's like, okay, this is for creativity. This is where we do something different. It's also where I was living at the time and where I wanted to live for a long time throughout my childhood. And so it, that was just part of the story. It's not the ultimate life of, of Island Island because, like with any business, you want it to grow and expand and become bigger than where it started. Uh, fair enough, but I, I like the reference to Staten Island. You need a passport and another <laughs> and speak another language. That's great. No, no, no. I, I, you know what? I grew up on Staten Island. It was a great place to grow up. Great, but you know, and at the time, great place to raise a family. Uh, I don't think it's that much, uh, that so much anymore. It's probably why I moved to New Jersey. Part of the reason. The other part is my wife is from New Jersey, and she basically was like, I'm not living on Staten Island when we get married. And you know what? That wasn't a battle that I wanted to fight. But we're talking with Danny Oliver, the owner-operator of Island to Island Brewery, located at 642 Rogers Avenue, Prospect Lefferts Gardens in Brooklyn. IslandToIslandBrewery.com is the website for more information on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you're right, Manhattan's super expensive. Brooklyn is very much up and coming. Queens in the Bronx, I know you're from Queens, but I get it why you kind of have that that melting pot potpourri of different uh, types of culture that you can experience uh, literally block to block in Brooklyn. Now, Danny, you, you don't just make beer and cider. You're also making natural sodas and other uh, non-alcoholic type drinks. I know you said at the beginning of the interview part of it was for health reasons. Uh, so that inspired you to create these different things because I have to tell you, that for what I tasted was phenomenal. But that's what inspired you, the health, the, the, the health aspects of it, and then, of course, incorporating alcohol within it. Yes, yes. It all started with the health aspects. Um, 
uh, the things that we're consuming today are so laden with poison, are so laden with chemicals and additives and HEC-293 that we're becoming sick from it. And I don't believe that our social engagement needs to make us sick. It should make us better mm. from the standpoint of just getting together with people to keep depression at bay to what we put in our bodies actually being medicine for ourselves. Like, you mean to tell me that I can drink turmeric, celery, and some sea salt in water, and I'm not going to have allergies for the whole day? Why not? Let's throw some vodka in there, too. And now I'm <laughs> relaxed and mellowed and making friends. I, you know what? I, I can't argue with you on that one. And in fact, I mean, I myself am a cancer survivor and, you know, I've mentioned it on, on, on this show and the other show that I work on during the week. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Things have changed in my life in terms of uh, the way I consume different things. Now, I haven't gone full blown, you know, health nut and saying you got to do this, that and the other thing. But I do think that there's a place for it where you can add these ingredients into your life and they don't take away. They actually enhance and help you. So, uh, that, that's a great thing. And I have to be honest, when I hear people saying all-natural drinks like beer, using organic ingredients, I'm always skeptical because, to be honest, I usually don't like them. I don't, maybe, it's, maybe I don't like the way they taste or, or whatever. Maybe there's something off about it. And I know the whole story of you have to try things a number of times before you get, get used to them. Um, your cider, Purple Rain, that I tried last week at City Field at the New York Beer Fest, was amazing. And, to be, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. When my, my best friend and I were walking around the stadium, uh, I saw that you had a bit of a line, and I kind of wa- we, we, we walked past you guys. And then when we came back around the second time, there was a little less of a line. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to try this. But I have to tell you, that cider was unbelievable. Fruity, yet not too tart. And that kick of cayenne at the end of it was perfect. It was just the right amount of heat without being oppressive. Uh, I, I mean, is that the impact that you're trying to make on these things? Like, hey, try this. It's not going to kill you, and you might just actually like it and want to have more. Yes, that is exactly the approach that I'm going for, and the exactly the approach I'm going for where it's something that you've never had before and you don't know how to place it. Right. And it's kind of an upside and a downside to it, but once I get it in your on your tongue, I mean, you've already experienced something different that you can look for anywhere and you're not going to find anywhere. Because I'm not focused on trends. I'm not focused on fads. I'm not focused on what the next guy is doing. I'm trying to give everyone an experience that they can't get anywhere else. And usually it's because they're ostracized other places where I'm trying to bring people into the fold and be very inclusive. Uh, listen, I, I don't disagree with you on that one. You converted me because I was like, nah, I'm not too sure. And I'll, I'll try, you know, I'll try anything once or twice and say, all right, you know, maybe I don't like it. But uh, you convinced me on, on that one from last week. And I remember my friend and I, we walked out and I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, that's a great cider. Like I could drink that. That's something I could have at a concert. I wouldn't be bored with it. Even, you know, the, the, the pepper is not oppressive. I think my wife could even drink that, you know, and say, wow, this is good. And I don't mind the heat because she's not a heat type of person. We're talking with Danny Oliver. She's the owner and operator of Island to Island Brewery located at 642 Rogers Avenue, Prospect Lefferts Gardens in Brooklyn. Island to Island Brewery.com is the website uh, for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Danny, what other things ha- are you creating for the future? I know you said you don't like to follow trends. That's great. What, what do you have in the upcoming months that, uh, that you're kind of concocting uh, at your shop? Um, so <clears throat> more recently I have done a flight of ciders, I mean, not ciders, of loggers. Okay. Did a flight of loggers in, uh, back in February. And so I'm really toying around with the idea of continuing to do more loggers. It's just that it's so expensive and uses so much electricity. 
Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing more lagers. I'm thinking about possibly doing a sour lager Ooh. for my mango chow. I released a mango chow last year, which is a Trinidadian like drinking uh, food. You know, here in the States, we'll have unhealthy things like French fries and chicken. Right nuggets and stuff like that. We in the islands will have something healthy like unripened fruit that we do a quick pickle of with some spices and some herbs. And I made a beer based on that recipe. And last year it was just a regular kettle sour pail. And this year I'm thinking about maybe doing it as a lager and allowing the pepper to really sit in the wort and to really simmer so that you can get like a nice pickle flavor as opposed to uh, a quick ferment where you might get the pepper, you might not, it might fade out. Mm. I think with the lager style, I'll get a little bit more control over that flavor lingering a lot longer. So mm. I'm really playing around with that idea. That sounds that sounds really cool and something I would definitely love to sample. Now, last question for me, Danny. Uh, you, you've, you've been on this journey for a couple of years here, and it's not ending. It's just beginning, and you're moving forward. What's the best piece of advice that you could give someone uh, who is whether it be it a female or male? Because obviously it's a male-oriented business, and you've 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 you know pushed through those barriers, and you've done you've persevered, and that's great, and I love that. But what's the best piece of advice you could give someone who is trying to open a brewery of their own? Oh wow! Um, expect the unexpected. It's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like if you're home brewing and you want to open a brewery because you enjoy home brewing, mm-hmm. don't open a brewery. <laughs> Okay. If you want to build something and you want to make something a part of your life and you're ready to dedicate 20 hours a day, eight days a week to it, then you can do this because owning a brewery has 0% to do with making beer. It's about compliance. It's about taxes. It's about working with people, working with the government. It's about having patience and perseverance. You know, I'm getting ready to start up in Texas and it's like, People are like, when are you going to open? I was like, listen, I put my foot down on the soil, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And when it's time to open the doors, whether it's in one year or four years, mm-hmm. then I will let you know. Because I no, none of us know when we can open because we don't know what kind of issues we're going to deal with, with municipalities, with the laws. The laws are constantly changing. Sure. And so if you want to open a brewery, don't open it because you want to make great beer. Open it because this is going to be a part of your lifestyle, because you really want to run a business, and you're going to be okay with it being your life. Like, beer is what I do in the afternoon. Beer is what I do on my days off. It's Mm -hmm. what I do when I have friends and family in town. It's what I talk about all the time. Uh, So... People will look at me and be like, oh, my God, all you do is talk about drinking. And it was like, yeah, right. that's my life. I can have a business. But if you want to talk about other things, it's not for you. Right, right. Well, you know what? That's a great piece of advice. Expect the unexpected. I love it. Danny, I am so glad that I met you last week at City Field. I'm so glad that I tried the cider. I am definitely going to make a trip out uh, to your brewery uh, at some point during the summertime uh, to sample some of your other stuff. Uh, this has been fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me. I really much appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this. You got it, Danny. Danny Oliver, she's the owner-operator, Island to Island Brewery. They're located at 642 Rogers Avenue, Prospect Lefferts Gardens in Brooklyn. IslandToIslandBrewery.com is the website for more information. And up next, it's time for Suds and Duds, right here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Hugh Hewitt sees more games from the Democrats. The Attorney General is widely respected on the center right as a scholar and a principled man. Brilliant, unflappable, and purposeful. But when Democrats trashed Barr, just as they trashed Justice Kavanaugh, Democrats have run up their colors and furled their pirate flag. It isn't about opposing Trump, it's about destroying anyone who opposes their idea. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Long Island Lutheran Middle and High School, Upper Room Christian School, The Bible Speaks Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me. It's very easy on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at AlbertGNYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well. And we are on the Hopped Up Network. Just do a search uh, at, or go to the website, hoppedupnetwork.com. And you will see our podcast, along with many other podcasts, beer-related, that you definitely have to check out. Now, this is normally the time where we do our Suds and Duds segment, and we will get to that in a moment. But there is breaking news around the beer world, and this happened just this past Thursday, that amazingly enough uh, is sending shockwaves through the beer world, as well it should. So we'll get to the review of the New York Beer Fest in just a moment, but first... Uh, Boston Beer and Dogfish Head have agreed to merge in a $300 million deal. Now, we got the uh, information from Brewbound, uh, Chris Finari, and Justin Kendall. A great job on this story, actually getting quotes from Sam Calagione as well. So they have uh, signed a, a definitive merger agreement valued at about $300 million. The deal is expected to close in the second quarter. As part of the transaction, Dogfish Head co-founders Sam and Mariah Calagione will receive about Four hundred thousand shares of Boston beer stock, valued at three hundred and fourteen dollars and sixty cents per share, making them the largest non-institutional shareholders in the company, behind founder Jim Cook of Boston Beer. Meanwhile, existing Dogfish Head shareholders will receive one hundred and seventy-three million in cash. Sam Calagione will also obtain a seat on Boston Beer's board of directors starting next year in twenty twenty, and the merger comes 
Nearly four years after Dogfish Head sold a 15% stake to LNK Partners, which is a New York-based private equity firm. Uh, as a result of the merger, LNK will exit its investment in the Delaware-based craft brewery. So uh, this is basically they're paying off the, invest- the um, investment company, the equity company, uh, to, you know, to get out. And now it'll be Dogfish and Boston Beer. Now, according to a press release, Boston Beer expects to fund the cash component of the transaction through a combination of cash on hand and its available credit line. The merger will bring together the Brewers Association's second largest craft beer maker in Boston Beer. The first, of course, is Yingling. With the 13th largest craft brewery, Dogfish Head, both companies will retain their status as BA-defined independent craft breweries. That's interesting. That's something we'll have to flesh out in, in uh, for next week's show. Uh, and uh, Sam Calagione spoke to Brewbound uh, on Thursday, said the deal came together over pints this past February during Beer Advocates Extreme Beer Fest in Boston. The quote from Sam, he says, We talked about how challenging the industry is getting the indie craft definition, brands that consumers think are indie craft, active lifestyle beers, and we discovered how beautifully complementary and not competitive our portfolios were. In a press release, the two companies said the merger would create a powerful American-owned platform for craft beer and beyond. Uh, And Jim Cook said via the press release, this combination is the right fit as both Boston Beer and Dogfish Head have a passion for brewing and innovation. We share the same values and we will learn a lot from each other as we continue to invest in the high-end beer category. According to the release, Dogfish Head is on pace to sell 300,000 barrels of beer in 2019 with net sales of about $120 million. Uh, Boston Beer Chief Executive Dave Berwick, who was previously the CEO of Pete's Coffee and Tea before taking over as CEO of the brewery last February, will lead the merged entity. Uh, George Pastrana will continue to serve as Chief Operating Officer and President of Dogfish Head. This is is just a wild, wild uh, deal here. And so, uh, you know, he said the two companies also... Uh, Calagione said the two companies also do not plan on reducing their respective sales forces as a result of the merger. It's going to work beautifully, Calagione said, noting that Dogfish Head's sales team is about 25% the size of Boston Beer's. Uh, it will consolidate Boston Beer's, uh, Boston Beer will consolidate Dogfish Head's financial results into its earnings late in the second quarter. Uh, so the stock closed, though, on Thursday, Boston Beer down at $332.94, down about 0.69%. So what's interesting about this deal uh, and why I think it makes sense is something that we've been talking about for a while. Hyperlocal is growing stronger and stronger by the day. I was at Wet Ticket uh, on Thursday night for a uh, NJCB kind of get-together, and the place was packed. There had to be at least 50, 60 people in there. It's a small place, so again, it can fill up very quickly. Place was packed. Everybody was trying the new, uh, the the, uh, Taste Like Summer, the watermelon wheat beer uh, that um, uh, Tim Pewitt makes. Uh, People were buying flights left and right, this and that. Hyper-local has become the way of the beer maker. The mid-sized level breweries are getting squeezed out. People are saying, you know what? I don't want a beer that was canned two months ago. I want something that was that's fresh. I want something that the guy just tapped the keg, and I can get at it, and I can get a sample, and I can bring it home, or I can get a growler, I can get a crowler, whatever, and bring it home. They want fresh. And that's why Hyperlocal is becoming such a bigger part of craft beer. I'm not going to say it's a big business because it's not. It's very small. But it is becoming bigger within the craft beer community. Merging Boston Beer with Samuel Adams makes perfect sense. Boston Beer has been way behind on their IPAs. 
They missed the boat on that one. And Jim Cook has admitted that he has missed the boat on that. Boston, uh, Dogfish Head makes a very good IPA. The 60 and 90 minute IPAs are excellent. You see them on tap handles everywhere. It's a solid beer. Okay. They do great one offs. The Sequential is fantastic. I shouldn't say a one off, but odd types of beers. Boston Beer does a great job with their lager. But beyond that, they haven't done much else to move the needle. They've tried, but it hasn't happened. Dogfish Head also has Spirits Line. Boston Beer wants to get into that. Boston Beer has Angry Orchard for ciders, which is doing great. They also have the seltzer market. In uh, I think it's Truly is their seltzer, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. They're doing well in that. So, again, they're not competing against one another. They're complementary. One guy does one thing, the other guy does the other thing. The question that remains to be seen, and we'll find this out over the coming weeks, will Dogfish Head brew its beers at Boston Beer's facility? That's the question. If that happens, then I could see people being in an uproar about it. I think it's a good move for both breweries. I think it gives them, uh, I don't want to say a bigger piece of the pie, but it definitely gives them access to more places, and they're in a position to do that. And I think you're going to see that down the road. I am actually glad that these two guys have partnered up because, again, it keeps everything, I don't want to say in-house, but in America. It's not being sold to a foreign entity. And I think that both breweries make good beer. There are a lot of people, the, the beer snobs, that say, oh, I haven't had a dogfish in a long time, or oh, I haven't had a, you know, a Boston beer in a long time. I get that. But for the mainstream consumer who knows about Samuel Adams and may know about Dogfish Head, this is going to spur them to maybe try a Dogfish Head beer. Maybe. They know what they're getting from Boston Beer and from Samuel Adams because it's on tap handles everywhere in the country. I think it's a good move. We're going to talk more about this on next week's program. I have a very short period of time here. I uh, just wanted to recap the New York Beer Fest at City Field last week. Dan Silberstein, thanks again for the tickets. What a great event. A couple of beers that really stood out for me. McKellar's Holler at Your Boy, excellent beer, very good uh, very good IPA. Had something from Broken, uh, Broken Bow Brewery. I, I forgot the name of it, but it was very good. Torch and Crown did a great job with their beers. We're going to speak to the uh, owner of Torch and Crown, John Dantzler, uh, I'm taping it next week. It probably won't be on until Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Five Boroughs, always a great time with those guys. Again, uh, Island to Island Brewery, that uh, Purple Rain, Pineapple, Fuji Apples, the Cayenne at the end of it. It was so good. It was delicious. I loved it so much. Uh, trying to think what else. The only the only downside, Bolero Snorts, um, oh, God, Sour Pasture Calves, that was a phenomenal sour. I love that a lot. Uh, Alewife, I think, was there was an Alewife there. I'm pretty sure. No. Um, I think Yale Wife was there. Yes, they were. I know I had them. They were good. I'll tell you the other beer that I had that was... Re- yes, Yale Wife was there. And I'll tell you one of the other beers that I had. Blue Point had a Blackberry Goza that was fantastic, that I'm so glad I got a taste of. Here's the only problem that I had with the event. The day session was very crowded, and apparently a lot of the breweries, or some of them, some of them ran out of beer. I noticed the ones that had cans were able to stay you know, through the night session and were able to pour all the way through. Uh, the other beer that I had, and, and Golden Road, which I know is owned by AB InBev, um, their kind of mango flavors and pineapple flavors, kind of these summertime-type flavors, they were very good. Definitely an alternative if you're having a barbecue in the summertime and you don't want a super heavy beer. Uh, that was really good, too. But a great event. People were able to go on the field, take pictures. Everything was in the concourse. Uh, yeah, there was rain during the day session, but nobody was uh, adversely affected by it. We actually got in about 15 minutes early. Uh, a well-run event. Excellent job, Dan, uh, uh, job, uh, Dan Silverstein. I will definitely be back 
next year for that one. I thought it was going to be a hike for me to get out to City Field. Man, it's so easy. It was great. Uh, really had a good time. Enjoyed it a lot. And the wet ticket uh, meetup uh, with the NJCB folks. Tim, you are a great guy. We dis- we discussed the whole Sam Adams dogfish that thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discuss it on the air here. That's between he and I. But uh, wet ticket is doing great. It was great to see. Um, great to see Mike from uh, NJCB. Great to meet Rob Bedford. And uh, his uh, blog is uh, the Tap Takeover. You definitely want to check that out. Let me give it a quick plug here. The TapTakeover.com is where you want to go. He does all kinds of reviews for beers and things of that nature. And, Rob, you and your dad, great people. Loved you guys. And uh, thanks so much for uh, coming by and saying hello. Uh, really much appreciated. Folks, we are out of time. We're going to have more on the Boston Beer Dogfish Head thing on next week's program. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Danny Oliver, the owner-operator of Island to Island Brewery, located in Prospect Lefferts Gardens in Brooklyn. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>